Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at a report from MJ Business Daily about cannabis sales, kind of comparing U.S. to Canada, taking a look overall what's going on. Looking at wholesale cannabis prices for the week ending mid-August, prices are a mixed bag with the U.S. spot price index at $1,518. Indoors, almost $1,800, whereas outdoor is about $1,200. So it looks like the adult-use cannabis sales remain steady, even though the $600 a week unemployment benefits ended on July 31st as Congress failed to pass the extension but still went on their vacation in August. Looking at some reports from Headset, looking at their data, you can see pops from a 420 as well as the stipends or government checks at $600 came in, people bought cannabis. And since the two weeks since those benefits ended, we can also see from Headset that sales in recreational cannabis in key markets remain stable. States like Washington are seeing a, at least a 10% pop during this pandemic And overall, U.S. cannabis companies are outperforming Canada's with the general theme for second quarter earnings for U.S. focus operators having resilience and stronger than expected sales return during the pandemic, while Canadian focus firms discuss price pressure and capacity right sizing. Publicly traded companies for the U.S. during the second quarter sales were in line or they did better than expected, while nearly half of those reporting in Canada mixed those expectations. U.S.-focused public stocks have increased on average 15% since reporting, while Canadian-focused public stocks have dropped on average 8%. We're also seeing that the futures market with forward estimates declining 5% in Canada while increasing 7% in the U.S., and that could be just because of speculation. Things are a bit frothy right now, and U.S. isn't uh, doesn't have as many public opportunities. Not as many companies have had the speculation that the Canadian LPs, for example, have. And Canadian LPs are expecting $6.19 all the way up to $6.40 per gram, while in the U.S., uh, it's between $1.33 and $1.36 per gram. So again, once legalization in the U.S. occurs, these Canadian companies are not going to be able to to keep up with that on a price per gram level. And in fact, our AI-based trading algorithm completely got out of cannabis stocks. And that's had predictive analytics that have been good for three to 10 days in advance. So with that expectation, I would think that there's going to be another drop. You can see here that some of the stocks in Canada have not done that well. So a lot of these companies need to generate some revenue in order to appease the market, kind of give them some peace of mind. In the meantime, uh, the meme is buy the fucking dip BTFD. And so our robot, no doubt, will do that because it's trading, not necessarily investing. Canadian market is still trying to fight the illicit market. There's still a lot of really good value up there in BC, a lot of home grows up there that they're trying to fight against. So there's some market pressure that they're fighting against, which is creating some value brands and opportunities. So while cutting price to drive volume is a logical strategy for an oversupplied market, investors are typically wary of price cuts to drive volume, given the potential impact to margins if costs can't be similarly cut. We're starting to see US-focused stocks reporting on average 3.5 3.5 times sales estimates for 2021, while Canadian cannabis-focused stocks now trade on average 3.2 times 
sales estimate for 2021. So the valuations are starting to incorporate continued price pressure in Canada and the strong margins are improving regulatory outlook in the U.S. Though average revenue growth is similar for the two, the U.S. is expected to show much higher EBITDA, that's the earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization, and with profitability, an average margin of 28% versus a break-even on average for Canada. So it leads to a lower valuation 15 times EBITDA for the U.S. focused companies and 29 and a half times for Canada focused operators. Canada is not really helping themselves by still blocking vape pens uh, in Labrador and some other places, as well as uh, maybe some protectionism by blocking imports, even as some of their exports are soaring. So apparently the Canadian government is being accused of insulating domestic cannabis producers against foreign competition by not allowing imports of medical marijuana. This is amidst record exports. In 2019, more than 5,000 liters of cannabis oil were produced and exported for medical and scientific use in 17 countries. Most of that went to Australia. Roughly 8,200 pounds of dried cannabis for medical and scientific use was shipped overseas in 2019. A little more than 94% of that went to Germany. So the list of countries wanting to import commercial cannabis companies is growing, including Australia and Brazil, Germany, and as recently as Israel. Yet Canada virtually imported no cannabis for medical or scientific use between October of 2018 and March of 2019. So Canada's medical cannabis market is already plateauing since recreation has been legalized, which is no different than any other regulated rollout, which could be one of the reasons for the protectionism and not allowing imports. There's still somewhat of an increase in patients getting access, and that could be because of discounts or tax write-offs or whatever. So Quebec saw 58% more patients than when prohibition ended. British Columbia saw a 20% increase in the number of active registrations uh, for after legalization. And Ontario saw a 6.7% increase since legalization for its medical patients. Canada is also still not allowing vape pens in a lot of the areas like Labrador. And yet vape market adult share use for cannabis sales is increasing even after the vape gate related issues, we're seeing market share for vapes steadily coming back in Colorado, Nevada, Washington State. In fact, Washington State experiences significant sales dip for vape products because of the four month ban on flavored products, but regained a lot of that since early 2000 and had, has been steady. Uh, our sales are incredibly steady. Massachusetts halted all recreational sales at the beginning of the pandemic and then saw vape sales return to pre ban levels as soon as the sales resumed. Comparing that to Canada's 2.0 products that just allowed edibles and beverages, some concentrate. Headset is showing that looks like Alberta got 16% of the market share, 13% in British Columbia, and 15% in Ontario. The vast majority of market share is still held by cannabis 1.0 products like dried flour and pre-rolled joints. But that seems to be shifting. Pre-rolls comprise 12.5% of Ontario's market share compared with 15% for vapes. Vape pens' current dominance over edibles and other next-generation products in Canada might also have something to do with availability. So those stores currently carrying like 50 vape pens compared to a limited number of edibles and beverage options. And that's because it's easier to manufacture since vape pens were just rolling out. Since Cannabis 2.0 products started a slow rollout in mid-December and haven't really been available in greater quantities since then. So for more Canadian information, you're going to have to come back to the Talking Hedge and find out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms Podcast. I started the Pop Moms Podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.